0: What is up? Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you. Oh my God, do I have a juicy episode for you this week with one of my new friends. Isn't it just so fun how life is always conspiring in our favor? Life is always working out for us. And what we say does come true. What we tell ourselves, what we think in our minds always comes true. I recently have been in the season of really craving more community, more community with my clients, more community in my business, more community in my life, just generally meeting other badass women that like inspire me and expand me and I just like set that intention pretty recently, you know in the past like six months, I was like I'm just calling in way more soul aligned friendships, way more um just like deeper yeah deeper connections with other women because like. I know what happens when I have really epic people in my life. Like, I just rise by default because everyone else around me is as well. And so I I didn't want to be the smartest friend of in my group, you know? I didn't want to have that experience. And so I've really been leaning into my own power and knowing that, um, of course I can be friends with people who are really fucking successful. Of course I can be friends with people who are multimillionaires. Why not? Like, why not me? And honestly, (laughs) in the past six months, I have become friends with some of the most fucking epic people who are doing so much good in this world and are getting highly compensated. And that is what I'm about. Those two things, using our voice and our power for good and making a shit ton of money as a result. I just think that when we have more money in the hands of good hearted people, we just do more good in the world. And I've seen it to be true for myself as my business has expanded and I've really like landed in overflow, right? This feeling of like I have more than enough and how full I am and how much more I can help people when I am a full cup, right? I'm like understanding this, like put yourself first and overflow in such a deeper way. But the conversation that I have today with my girl, my new girl, my new girlfriend, Aisha oh wow it's just such a testament to the seasons of life not every season is a rainbow and not every season is a cloud and the more that we acquire tools for self-mastery and emotional regulation and actually being able to walk ourselves through the seasons and have community to help us that is what is going to change the game i've seen it time and time again in my own mastermind with the women just supporting each other It is insane, like someone will come in with some thing, something going on in their life in their business or feeling like doubt or a failure or whatever. And the the way that the other women in there just raise her up, it's like, you can't fail for long. You can't be in your head for long because we have such a tight-knit community. It's the same in my own, the mastermind that I'm in and I'm partaking in. You know, anytime I notice anything wonky within myself, I go in there and I share and I get support. I receive help, right? But I have to ask. And so this conversation that we're gonna go to in a second here, like it really just made me appreciate the butterfly seasons that we have in our life right um you you saw the title was named butterfly season and you know we're going to talk about what that actually means what it looks like how to land in that we talk about so many important things as a high achieving multi-passionate woman but i know that you are going to love this one and it is with a dear friend of mine so without further ado let's dive into the episode what stood out to me and what was like, oh man, like I gotta have Aisha on my show was like your outfit, your outfit. Oh, thank
1: you. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my God. I think it's because I'm like really leaning into like style and fashion and like fun yeah. and just like self-expression, but you slayed the stage and thank I you so was like, much. I gotta get to know her.
1: Thank you. You, people would have no idea that like, I literally, ha- I felt like I had nothing to wear and I was shopping the night before for Mm. an outfit and like literally my top is a men's top like (laughs) I I got the pants from forever 21 like I was like I hope this works I feel like it might be able to if I just add some like a bunch of necklaces it'll feel very purposeful um Mm -hmm. I love how it came down came out but it looked like I had been prepping for this (laughs) but I was just like scrambling
0: don't you love how it works like that? You're like, it I was really does.
1: Yeah, I was struggling, it's, but you guys right. had no idea. People had no idea. I originally ordered this, like, oh my gosh, I wish I could, I had a photo to show you. I was like, oh, I think it would be cool to do like a metallic moment on stage. So I ordered this like jumpsuit. I literally looked like I was about to land on the moon. Like, <laughs> I looked like a small step for mankind type of girl. (laughs) (laughs) The image that came to mind when you said that was like the tin man. (laughs) yes I also look like the tin man I looked like I need to oil my oil my joints like it was (laughs) yeah so thank you for that um Um, of course yeah
0: (laughs) um (laughs) well let's do it let's do a little intro for you I I obviously was so excited to have you come on and I have no idea where this conversation is going to go which is the beautiful thing about podcasting right we just right fucking hit recording it just goes
1: magic will come
0: yeah for sure um but I think what you're doing is so amazing and I loved your vibe. I loved your style. I just love this movement that you've started and I know that you have a podcast as well oh, um, about like the butterfly season and I was like I think so many people that listen to the show myself included have been in the muck in the mush in that gross phase so much of 2022 like it was such a deep healing phase and like we were just going inward and it was hard and fucking uncomfortable and messy and it feels like the butterfly is coming out you know it's blossoming like we're spreading our wings and I was like I just I feel like we we can have such a cool conversation about how that movement's even been born from your life experience and your business and just all of that so
1: Yeah. yeah it's so it's so interesting to hear you say that like I am I am, like, the type of, like, woo-woo person that's, like, I'm, like, I straddle both sides. Like, Mm. I can get really deep into, like, woo-woo verse, and then I'm on the other side, like, "Mm, that's not real, right? (laughs) And so, like, a few weeks ago, I definitely felt, like, a collective consciousness of, like, this feels like it's going to be, like, the winning year. Like, this feels like everyone's winning right now, and that's, like, so great as opposed to, like, before, you know. With COVID, like, I feel like it's a lot easier to have, like, a collective consciousness because everyone's experiencing the same thing. But, like, when we don't have, like, an anchoring pandemic, I'm like, mm, is it really collective consciousness or no? But I do, <laughs> I do definitely feel, like, that same thing. Um, For me, my cocoon season literally started in 2020. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was, like, crazy journey um have you ever done a sound bath before I have okay so it was sound bath was like the spark of cocoon season for me I literally I'd never done one before yeah um it was my friend putting one on and I was like she was like come it'll be so great and it was during COVID I hadn't got COVID yet and I was still like I was the type of person that was like scared in the beginning and then I was like okay I'm not scared anymore and Mm -hmm. as I was transitioning to like not scared anymore I was like okay should I wear a mask to this thing because it was outside I had no idea right like yeah and, like, just as a preface, like, I'm not the controversial person. Like, I don't want to fight with anybody about anything. But, like, if we're outside, <laughs> I feel like it's probably fine, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just like, this just seems okay. So, I, like, brought one in my bag, which definitely showed up, like, maskless, which was, like, so controversial at the time. <laughs> Um, but we're also like in a healing space too. So everyone's like, it's fine. Like the vibes will block it all out. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I love, like,
0: I am a very spiritual person, but I also like love the satire of spiritual people. Like yeah, it's just yeah. fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> it is really funny because there's one part of me that's like, Oh yeah. Like I don't get sick. Cause like I'm vibing too high. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I truly believe that, but you say that out loud and you're like, yeah, like, like you like, don't even know who I am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why am I like this? But okay, I am.
1: <laughs> right, right. So that was like me like barely kind of like getting on like the bandwagon of like all of that. And um she's like, Come sit in front. I'm like, Okay, great. Like that's cool, I'll sit in front or lay down in front. She's playing, it's so beautiful. My throat starts to tighten up and I'm like am I catching COVID like right this second mm-hmm. it, right here right now like obviously we didn't know that that's how it things worked right but I'd yeah. never had it before so like yeah. I was like I don't know does it feel like you're being strangled <laughs> um <laughs> by the devil <laughs> I know like what is happening here I also felt the urge to cry but I was like am I just scared am I nervous right now like yeah. what's going on Um, so at the end of the sound bath, she's like, how was it? And I was like, well, you know, my throat feels really tight and I feel like I want to cry. And she's like, your throat chakra is blocked. I mean, and I was just like, okay, started Googling, like, what does that mean? What is a third chakra anyway? Like I had no, idea now I'm like all into all the chakra points before Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm, that's fake. Like (laughs) I just didn't think it was real. Um, and she was basically like, you haven't said something that you need to say and I start Googling like, what are the side effects of a blocked throat chakra? And one of them is loss of hearing, which I had no, I, I literally had no idea what I was even getting myself into with like learning more about the body and yeah how it manifests itself. Like when you're going through transitions or cocoon vibes. Right. And one of these side effects of a blocked throat chakra is loss of hearing. And mm. I was having hearing issues two months prior for the first time ever. I literally wow. like couldn't hear. It was the craziest thing. Yeah. And so I then goosebumps. I was like, okay, this, yeah, I was like, okay, this woo-woo stuff must be like a little bit real. <laughs> like clearly she's activated something inside of me mm-hmm. and my body is having a visceral response to it. Um, And what I hadn't said was that I just needed to, I how I was doing work and who I was working with was like no longer aligned for me. And I couldn't mm. say that. Like, I literally couldn't say it because it's, like, your identity is so wrapped up in everything. Like, it was the peak of the career. I had just gotten Forbes 30 under 30. Like, from the outside looking in, it looked like I was living in a butterfly season. Yeah. But really, internally, it was, like, very much cocoon vibes. And so... I was going through that process and would tell my friends, I feel like I'm in like a cocoon. Like I just want to be in butterfly season. And like, that's literally how the podcast butterfly season like birthed basically.
0: Wow. Wow. Isn't it remarkable how many people feel the same way in that their their life on the outside looks fucking perfect and everyone just has these assumptions of like oh like nothing's wrong like everything's going swimmingly like so jealous like comparison whatever and then like you get into the mind of the person or the feelings of the person that's living that life and you realize like wait actually (laughs) it's not all like what you think it is
1: right and also we're all kind of going through some of the same things, but really I feel like, um, it's, I feel like it's kind of like getting undone, but our culture is very much like highlight real culture. And we've all heard that before. Right. And I am definitely, um, I have subscribed to highlight real culture as well. And we don't talk about like what we're going through because you don't want to look like you've failed, you know? And it's also hard, like, I was running an agency. We had 10 employees, like 15 interns every quarter. We had clients that were paying us a large amount of money on retainer. And I'm like, who I I felt like some of those some of those circumstances made me feel isolated. Like, who am I really gonna tell that I'm unhappy at work? All of my staff, right? All of my clients, even though obviously you're not going to those people, but like It's just like these excuses that you make in your mind to like not share or not withhold or not like find camaraderie in someone or help from somebody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. We're all it's going like, through it. Yeah, and and I think that
0: this is like, like us stepping into more of the like healthy or like divine feminine era which is like actually like letting our walls down and like being vulnerable and being seen and like you know like this like I just posted this on my Instagram like the soft girl era like what it means to like be witnessed in our humanness because it's so fucking exhausting trying to maintain an image of my life is perfect. I'm successful. Everything's swimming. Like everything is amazing. And I have no problems. Even though we all like, we all know that that's not true. But like you said, the highlight reel, like we're just, it's always to
1: think that that is kind of true.
0: Yeah. We're just scrolling and that's the normal. And then we look at our lives and we're like, why am I not happy? Like I should be, I should be, I should be. And oh my God. It's like, I I think what you said is like so spot on.
1: Yeah. And you know what? what ends up happening too, is like, I always say like, I, when you are telling someone something about yourself that you've said a million times, like you never have to dig in your heart for feelings about it. Right. Mm. And to like add words to it. So here's an example. I um had a home invasion robbery when I was 15 in high school, mm. like we were home, they literally shot up our house, all the things. I can tell you that street face, no tears, no anything. Not scared. I've said it so many times. So yeah. it's just like, uh, like I'm on repeat. I'm just like on a playlist right now, just things yeah. that I've already said. And I feel like the same is often true with like what we're going through. Like it's just on repeat, it's things you've already said. So you're not actually digging like in your heart to assign feelings and meanings to things in real time with people because then you're in a more vulnerable space. And so I honestly feel like a lot of us, are just on autopilot with our feelings autopilot with what's going on and autopilot in our life until someone asks that like deeper question that you're like oh wow I haven't thought of that and then you have to dig in your heart and that's when like tears start welling up and you're like I don't know why I'm crying right now you know like yeah I was speaking yeah. on stage last week and they were talking about um what do you do when people don't support you? It was a Q and a panel and somebody had asked, what do you do when like your family doesn't support you? Mm. And I'm going through this, this circumstance or situation. Those words feel like really big for what's actually going on, but I'm doing a lot of unlearning and relearning. And then when I go back and speak to my mom, she's like, well, where's the old, right? Like person, the old conversations that I was having. And I felt like I wasn't being supported, but it's a fear of hers. Like entrepreneurship is very risky, right? Mm Because she's like first generation and it's like a doctor, lawyer, whatever. And if you're not that, then like, what are you even doing, right? And so entrepreneurship for her is very risky. And oftentimes I feel like she projects that. Yeah. And instead of saying, well, I'm proud of you, she's like, ooh, are you sure you want to do something like that? Anyways, I felt like I was like, okay, like this is maybe a playlist that I can just say to kind of help this gal out as I was like finding words for to like express the feelings, I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally about to cry right now. But because I'm not on autopilot, right? I'm like actually actively feeling the feelings I'm feeling and communicating those to people. I think that that's something that people are really missing out on right now in like highlight reel culture.
0: Totally. And I think like with the highlight reel culture, I know I've been really moving through this and it's honestly van life is what, kind of forced me to do this but it's like we're living at a pace that is too fast for us and so we avoid feeling by just staying busy you know it's so much easier Mm -hmm. to just keep you know accumulating all the milestones and all the success to avoid feeling our feelings like you said and then when someone asks us the deep question that's like we like immediately burst into tears because the last time (laughs) we like slowed down to like feel our feelings was like three years ago and we're like oh my god right like yeah
1: (laughs) literally like I I have been trying to like tap into how I'm feeling often and I feel like it makes me on the verge of like tears always but like happy tears sad tears empathy tears just like tears aren't always bad and so I've thought about it. Cause this week, like I've had conversations with friends and some stuff was funny and some stuff was sad and some stuff was celebratory, but like all of it made me want to cry. I'm not even PMSing. And I'm like, okay, I'm like tapped into my feelings right now. <laughs> seriously. Cause I'm just like, this feels like I could feel the emotion. This feels great or this feels sad. Right. So um, I don't know necessarily, necessarily that that's an indicator. I'm a Pisces. And so now I'm straddling mm-hmm. into woo-woo verse. Oh I'm yeah, like, girl. Highly, highly emotional.
0: <laughs> yeah. Same. I have a, a Pisces moon. So also mm. right there with you and cancer, yeah. cancer rising. So it's like, I got all the feels as well. You have it's... all
1: the feels. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this um TikTok of this therapist talking about how People don't think that astrology is real. And she was like, here's why I believe in astrology. It's because I can tell the personality. I can tell what they are by how they show up in therapy. And so she's like explaining everyone. And I don't remember the other ones. Obviously, I only remember mine, Pisces. But she's like, yeah, Pisces will just cry they won't even acknowledge they'll just be talking tears will come out and then they won't be crying anymore and then talk and then tears will come out and i'm like dude i literally do that in therapy (laughs) accurate (laughs) all the time i'll just be crying i won't even say oh my god i can't believe i'm crying i'm just talking tears coming down moving on like it's just (laughs) it's a free
0: process (laughs) i love that okay so i'm curious obviously i haven't seen you since when was that september october
1: october yeah last year
0: yeah that's wild okay so I want to know um like let's talk about let's get real like I feel like this is the coolest thing to like just be so human as like successful beings like entrepreneurs like change makers disruptors whatever um to be like okay like what's really going on you know like pulling Mm -hmm. back the curtain and I think that's one of my favorite things because as somebody who like is so highly sensitive I think Seeing other people that are successful also have human experiences just gives us permission to be like, oh shit, right. like, okay, I'm like allowed to be going through this. So I want to hear what, what right now in your life does kind of feel like a cocoon?
1: Um, honestly, it is self worth and codependency. Mm. So, mm-hmm. which all stems back to, like how you were raised, really. And yeah. so I mentioned before that my mom is first generation and that um, acc- accolades matter to her because a lot of anyone who's listening that has first generation family or parents even, they're like, we came here or my parents came here to give us a better life. So we want you to do better than we have done. And sometimes it can feel like a lot of pressure. Yeah. um, And so my mom would always like give me... I interpreted as show me love around grades around performance. Yeah. And so because I attributed that to those things, I felt like my worth has been tied up in those things and it has been for so long that I am barely realizing it now at 31 mm-hmm. that I had low self-worth. Yeah. And I thought a low low self-worth meant you're not confident or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I have great self-worth because I'm a highly confident person, but like both can be true.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And so working through that has been difficult. I've changed so much stuff like in and around my life that I would have never thought would foster like toxic behaviors. That I didn't even know existed. Like mm. I love hit workouts. Mm-hmm. Not CrossFit, but I love like, I go to this gym and they do like weight training, but it's like interval and it's high intensity and it's beautiful. I love it so much. I had to stop going because I was so in my head about performing and finding somebody in my mind to be better than that. It I wasn't even doing it for me anymore. Yeah. And yeah. where that came from is growing up, like my mom wasn't really into cheer or dance and I loved it. She was like basketball and softball. So, and she was also a single mom. Yeah. But she wouldn't show up to my stuff. And in order for her to recognize me, I would be the best and then parents would tell her. Yeah. Your daughter's wow. so amazing. Oh. And so from there, she would be like, "Wow, you're so good." And so now when I'm in spaces, I try to find the person that's the best in the room so that I can be better than this is just a whole loop, right? Like, because that's how I equate love. Right. And so that has been a mind fuck Mm -hmm. for me and all of the things that I've been doing, even dance. I was, uh, I just started taking a dance class in December. I go every Monday and As I started to realize, me and my therapist have been unpacking this, as I started to realize this, like even dance, which I love so much, and it gives me so much creative movement and freedom, I was even struggling in dance class because Mm. I was like, how can I focus on myself? How can I? And you know what, Sam? I don't ever focus on myself. Even in dancing, I have never focused on myself. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror because- I'm only looking at the person that I think is the best and trying to be better than like, I'm not even in yeah, my own yeah. lane, running my own race, dancing, my own dance, performing for myself in the mirror. Like, I'm not even doing that. So like, that has been so hard. Like even I don't, I used to post workouts all the time. Like every time I'd go to the gym, I'd post about it. I'd even take a screenshot of like what my aura ring said or whatever. And I felt like initially it was for accountability, but it was really just to perform. Yeah. I, and so I like actively have not been posting me working out. I've switched them. I don't do high intensity workouts anymore. I've really just been doing yoga because I'm like, you cannot perform in yoga. It's so hard. <laughs> you're either good or you're not. <laughs> and the people who are really good, like you, cannot go in there and outperform them. Like that's like years of training. And so, um, yeah, that that's what I've been. That's my cocoon right now. And. Mm it's been hard because you recognize self-worth and codependency in so many areas of your life. Yeah. And sometimes you feel like you're going backwards and sometimes, you know, it's just like a, it's just like an ebb and a flow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Damn girl. I can relate so much. I feel like Mm -hmm. um, anyone that is a high achiever or is a performer or is on stage or is an entrepreneur, I feel like actually, One of the main reasons why we become so successful is because of low self-worth, because like we prove ourselves our whole lives. And I think like subconsciously, like it's like our inner child's like, well, maybe if I change the fucking world and get Forbes 30 under 30 and do all these things and start a jewelry line and blah, blah, then I'll finally get the love that I didn't get as a kid from just being me.
1: And then you, right. And then you get the love, right. That you think you have, and then it fades away. And you're wondering why you're not like satisfied or fulfilled or like anything. Yes. And it's because like, because your worth is attached in other things and those things are fleeting. They come and they go. And I would even take it a step further. I feel like I don't like to use absolutes like all or never or any or whatever, but I think that a lot of people, who are really good at something, it's because of like trauma in their childhood. So think about me.
0: I have like goosebumps. I'm like, yes.
1: (laughs) I'm like, yeah, okay. Think about (sighs) everything that I just told you, right? Performance, perception. I know that how it's perceived in the past, I know that how things have been perceived gets relayed back to my mom and then I get shown love, right? So I know how to create a perception to get the love that I want. Mm-hmm. Now, what I got for thirty under thirty four was marketing, marketing, advertisement, public relations, branding. What is that? Perception. Yeah. I'm I'm a whiz at it, and you can use it for good. You can use it for bad. You use it for manipulation. Really, codependency has a lot of manipulative factors to it. And I'm like, I learned this skill because when I was younger, I thought that that meant love.
0: Yeah damn that is so wild like to really see like holy shit like the coping mechanism that i developed actually was the thing that propelled me into <laughs> into my fucking career
1: it's actually what made me successful it's like a villain yeah. origin story literally yeah but i yeah. really feel like a lot of people have those things Seriously, even down to like, think about it in service-based businesses too. We have so many people that struggle with boundaries and like, setting expectations and, and keeping in line with the scope of work. But it's like, if you are a people pleaser, it's because you probably have a low self-worth and yeah. you want people to feel like you're worthy, you're valuable, but really people just end up stepping all over you because you don't have boundaries. Like they're not one and the same, but yeah. where did you learn those people pleasing attributes from? Right? Like it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, truly. I mean, it's so wild. Like I think just hearing hearing the direct connection and that you're like in it right now, I feel like I've also been moving through this and it's really, um, it's like such an ego death of like, yeah. well, who am I? Like if right. I took away all my accomplishments, if I took away everything I've ever done, who am I? Like, and that is scary, right? Because it's yeah. like our ego gets so wrapped up in all the things that we've done, but it's like, but who but who are we you know right. and and that's that's the um kind of like the the devil and the angel of like go and create and be successful and do all the things but do it from a place of like having like knowing that you're worthy no matter what which i feel like that is so hard you know like when we have decades of fucking conditioning that's like if you don't get all a's and if you're not the top athlete then we don't right we right what, what what are you you know
1: right right yes it's like all of this programming it you you have no idea until you're kind of out of it and like when we talk about ego death so after i had the like sound bath thing and it was like the way i was doing business wasn't aligned anymore and i shut my agency down literally was like i don't want to do this anymore I shut it down like 4 months after that sound bath experience cuz i kept getting like nudges it's like i feel like god will give you a little pebble he'll throw it at you and say hey wake up and then it's like a bigger rock and then it's like a boulder <laughs> So I feel like I had a pebble with the sound bath and then like shit just kept getting worse and worse. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm done. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And um, I definitely felt like, who am I? Because I tied my worth to work. I tied my mm. worth to accolades. I tied my worth to Forbes 30 under 30. And when you take all of that away, I felt like I had nothing And as I was building my jewelry line at that time, I still, it still felt off. I remember someone asking me like, what's next for you? And I was like, um, I don't know. I'm just praying that like, whatever it is, is in alignment with God. Like, I don't, I don't want to do something that's not in alignment with me. Like, I just want to make sure I'm making the right decision. And she was just like, I mean, if you have this dream and this idea, like it is the right decision, but I still felt like something feels off. Yeah. still." And I was hesitant to launch and I was hesitant to like pick up and do the next thing. But really what fell off was I couldn't identify what got me to that place in the first place. I didn't know that I like, I knew I had somebody randomly, which was also a small pebble from God, a girl I had never met before said, you know what you and your relationship with your business partner is codependent and that's not going to last long. And I was like, you don't know me. I didn't even know what codependency was. I thought it was like, don't, please like hang out with me forever. But like, yeah, that's not yeah. at all what it is. <laughs> and yeah. so, well, I didn't realize after I shut it all down, like, what were the things that got me here in the first place? And that's why I was so scared to start something new because I didn't want to end up in the same place. Yeah. And so, when we talk about ego death, people can feel like their circumstances have created like this like self reflection for them. But if you don't like close that loop and understand, actually what are the things that got you there not from a like factual standpoint but from a principle standpoint like what are the core values that you have that are maybe toxic in relationships and how can you unlearn to relearn how to be a better person
0: Mm. wow yeah so okay I'm curious like you're in this space right of like noticing low self-worth or improving it right and codependency and I just went through this so much of my relationship like codependency yeah. holy shit I did not realize like <laughs> I'm like what
1: <laughs> the fuck like oh. you know I actually had Keisha on my podcast and it the conversation turned into codependency and in marriage and it is so good and I was just like damn because like they struggle with it too it's yeah. everywhere
0: it is it is it's like a it's like a virus <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but okay.
0: So you're in this and I'm curious, like right now is, is like the main thing that you're working on your jewelry line? Is that like your kind of your main focus or like, where is your energy at right now?
1: Yeah, that is my main focus. It's not my main thing. Um, My main thing is still consulting. Mm -hmm. I have been making a bold declaration all since the top of this year that I don't want to need consulting. So like consulting funds, white And like, funds my life right yeah I don't I don't want to need that so my main focus has been jewelry and my podcast and speaking um so yeah that's that's that like marketing stuff I can do that stuff in my sleep I'm so good at it and I know that I am yeah but what I'm passionate about is white my jewelry line and butterfly season the podcast okay I love
0: that so how do you think like for me I feel like as somebody who grew up with a good amount of trauma, I feel like that is Mm. what has informed my business. Like it's why I went down this path in the first place because I felt like, I mean, not consciously, but I think subconsciously it was to heal me. You know, it's like Mm. we teach what we need to learn the most. And I think that, you know, going down whatever path we go down, there's always like we give yes and we help our clients and whatever, but it also is like so... It's serving us too so I I'm curious like have you already or maybe have you thought about kind of how you want to like implement even the lessons from like that you're navigating because I could see that just like pouring into so many places
1: Yeah. yeah it does and I haven't if I'm being honest with you I haven't done it in a way that's like formulated or super organized, but I do feel like in business, for whatever reason, at least right now, the wounds and the scars of the painful parts of business, I feel like I remember so vividly and keep them with me. One example is leadership. Like when I had a larger staff, like no one teaches you how to be a leader, you know, Yeah. like I thought like, oh, I was like president in high school and cheer captain and like, president in law school like i i could be a leader (laughs) like (laughs) no (laughs) they're not the same like and i just like it don't feel like i was really a great leader Mm. when i had staff and so now i have a small um team and i feel like i'm super intentional with like trying to be a better leader you know yeah um Boundaries, even like because I tied my worth to work, I felt like if I wasn't the doer, then I wasn't worth it. But really, my expertise is not in the doing, it's in the strategy. And so it wasn't really until I feel like what I've been learning about myself through this journey I can issue spot it more clearly. And so something that's becoming like an issue spot to change is slowly turning into a habit of change.
0: Yeah. 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 So like you're noticing it more in the moment of it when it's happening rather than after. And then I
1: exactly. And then I'm changing I'm making a conscious decision to change. So one example would be like, are you familiar with Enneagram types in human design? Yeah. So I my theory, and I feel like this is true. Enneagram personality testing is just based off of like your circumstances what I would say like trauma so for me mm-hmm. I'm an enneagram three but because that's how my mom showed me love and so therefore I'm like performance driven accolade driven I care what people think perception matters to me blah, blah 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 yeah but my human design is a projector and I really shouldn't oh. be doing I know there are opposite people
0: whoa that's wild actually
1: yeah, they're, they're way opposite people. Yeah. You need to be like like resting, dude. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I should just be resting. (laughs) I should just be resting and tell people high level what I think should be done and give it to people to delegate. Like, and what's so crazy is that I've always felt that tension always. But now that I'm learning more about like my actual human design and what I'm good at. Yeah. When I feel myself getting into that like self-worth loop, people pleasing, maybe hijacking projects from people because I want to be the one to do it because I want the praise from the yeah. client, like those issue spots, I'm like, uh-uh, let me, done is better than perfect. Let me delegate this and let me embolden somebody to be even better than I am Yeah, at this thing. And because I didn't, I wasn't in the weeds with my hands getting dirty doing it doesn't make me any less of a piece to this puzzle. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of like me seeing something and making a conscious decision or noticing a pattern of like how Enneagram three, like I literally Enneagram three true and true, like to its core. And now as a projector, I'm like leaning into that part of me because that feels more like me and my soul and less like a learned behavior that I've gotten really good at.
0: Yeah. 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 As you're sharing that, I'm like, oh damn, like, the the connection piece I'm a seven I'm an enneagram seven mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like ah, uh, how funny is it that I'm always chasing fun and the high and the excitement probably to avoid the pain that I'm feeling yeah. right yeah and it's yeah. like why why would I not want to be entertaining and having a fucking blast and traveling right. and doing all the things because if I sit down and I sit still and I'm not joking, You're stuck then I'm just going to fucking cry like you, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm just going to yes. sit there in a puddle yes. of tears.
1: <laughs> and so if this, this may not resonate with you, but if it does with anyone that's listening, if there's also a layer of codependence with you and being a seven, that might tell me that maybe growing up, there might've been a lot of trauma and to control the situation, you were the person making people laugh. You were the person like bringing in the happiness. And so there's a level of like, in in codependency where we're trying to control for our own safety right, and so i right. have a friend who um also a 7 very jovial very fun the life of the party and and it literally irks them my cats here <laughs> it literally irks them to their core if like we're in a group setting and someone's not having a great time because they need to control and have everybody feeling really great and good and like you would never even realize that Hmm.
0: yeah totally it's it does a, it's resonate a for skill. me yeah yeah and it, it is a control thing and I feel like what you were sharing with like okay like how can I lean into my projector vibes more like that feels true to my soul it's like that requires so much letting go of control because now you're letting go of the perceptions of all these people that have thoughts yep. about yep. you or that oh because I'm not doing this anymore then I'm not as successful or as I'm not as genius or yeah. creative or whatever and it's like just Unraveling all the beliefs that are so tied up, basically in trauma. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. Yeah. So, if there's oh anything that God. anyone can take away from this podcast, is find an awesome, kick-ass therapist to help you rewire your things. All. Yeah, mm-hmm, for real, mm-hmm. for real. I'm I'm really excited to to
0: see like as you are unfolding and like you know, landing in worth, like what does self-worth actually look like? Like not for the proving, not not for the performing Um, to see like what is created out of it. Cause I feel like that's, that is like the pure creation, you know? It's like rooted in so much overflow. It's rooted in like, I'm enough. I'm just creating this cause I wanna, not cause I need to, not cause I need the validation or the likes or the money or the fame. It's truly like from the heart.
1: Yeah. And I'm still working on that. I wish I had a better answers. I'm like in my journey, I feel like we're in like if there's three seasons, we're in season two. And mm-hmm. season two is like really figuring it out. And season three is like, okay, now I'm like practicing what I've learned. Um and so right now what I've been working on that's like segueing into season three, if you will, is how can I make my voice and the worth of myself much louder mm. than I than like the voices that I feel like of other people.
0: Mm. Can um, you explain, like dive in more?
1: Like how can I affirm myself? One example is, and I don't have the words yet, so I'm digging in my heart right now for them. But I felt like, you know, I've, I've achieved a lot of success, right? And for, I guess, my age and what I've done and how long I've been working. Why is what I'm passionate about and I started to feel like, you know, we were talking about winning season and I was like, oh, like, I feel like everyone's winning and like my business is so small and I wish that I like could feel confident in a room about my business of the jewelry. Yeah. Because I I don't, I feel confident in a room with like, you know, consulting or marketing and Forbes and yada, yada, yada. I feel like I'm behind and really like that's because I'm putting what I think other people think of me as the standard right as like Mm. the voice but I've been practicing what can I do to make my truth my voice louder the truth is I've had great success for just being in one year of business of a jewelry brand that I've never done before Mm. and because I'm working on self-worth the second, the latter is really from a self-worth standpoint, but the yeah. former is from codependent lack of self-worth standpoint. And so what I've been trying, what I'm working on is making like my true voice, my self-worth louder. How can I do that? And one example was, um, this was so small, but my, it was White's one year anniversary on the 22nd. And my therapist was like, what can you celebrate to make your voice louder? And I was like, I mm. mean, I would have had this company for a year and she was like, okay, you need to celebrate that. But what celebrating made me reflect on was like, all that has happened, not in this year, but leading up to this year to finally be in my purpose, feeling aligned, feeling happy, healthy, like not toxic. That's what all of that is. And that's a big ass deal. Mm. And without celebrating, I probably would have never reflected on something like that. Yeah. Yeah and that's me making my voice like the truth my worth louder than the voice that i've assigned to others
0: mhm mhm yeah i completely i i feel like that like the the art of celebration is i think arguably one of the most important practices like i just started adopting it and making like telling all my clients like we do this thing called fuck yes Fridays and everyone just like celebrates everything that they can think of. And it's like, it is so easy to miss all of it in like this drive and desire for more. And I know for me, especially
1: highlight reel culture, right? Of drive and desire to show more on your highlight reel. (laughs) Right.
0: And, And also just access to seeing all these other successful people Like, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to see someone's podcast pop off or someone's business just hit the seven-figure mark or fucking whatever. Like, it's just all these things. And it's like, like you said, if your business is a year old, it's like, oh, God, like, why haven't I made X dollars yet? Or why hasn't it this happened? Or blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, damn, like, it's like, can we come back to staying in our own lane like you just shared? Like, I feel like I just had this happen with my podcast because we just hit. 150,000 downloads and I'm like
1: congratulations thank
0: you thank you so much like and I said this to my partner I was like oh dude we just hit like 150k downloads that's that's pretty dope but also noticing the like yeah but we haven't hit a million like this should have hit a million by now like why isn't hit a million like this is like but my friend's about to hit a million like it's like oh man like how so quick it is to give our power away and compare timelines and just trust that like our timeline, our path, whatever is enough. And it's so hard because I still have that voice. It's like, but it's only 150k. Like, right, but but like that I, is so and, big. <laughs> and I'm like, is it big? Like I there's no reference, right? Because right. if you're always chasing the top, which is like, mm-hmm. I want to be the fucking best, which has always been my story, like as a competitive dancer, a competitive athlete, like I've always wanted to be the best it's like, but it's not the best. So what's the point? You know, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, why would I even celebrate? But I'm in the same place as you as being like, no, like, I need to celebrate this. Like, Mm -hmm. not for anyone else, but for my fucking self.
1: Right, right. It's so true. And like, from now speaking with like my marketing hat on, one thing that I see people miss out on is creating, that like celebratory moment through a small opportunity I'm, I'm not saying 150k downloads is small I'm just saying like generally right yeah, like yeah maybe a speaking engagement that's like 10 people there and you feel like well it's not a full stage and so because Doesn't it's not it a count. full stage I'm not really gonna <laughs> post about it but it's those small things if you like are your biggest hype girl and posting about it then people start to feel like oh wow like she speaks she does this she does that like I want to challenge anyone that's listening and even you like how can you boast for lack of a better word about something small that can lead to bigger things an example for me for example 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 (laughs) example (laughs) for me is um one of my friends has this community called powerhouse women and it's a large community hundreds of women in this community she, her name is Lindsay Schwartz and she has a um an event every year, but she also has like a community where they hop on Zoom calls every month. And she asked me to speak on a Zoom call about like transition and how I transitioned. This was before butterfly season even existed, and before I had even launched White. Like I was mm-hmm. I still felt like I was transitioning and not yeah. deserving to talk to albeit Zoom and people on the Zoom call about my transition. And so I'm like, okay, I'm like formulating this speech, which is butterfly season, by the way, um, formulating this speech. And I was like, (laughs) as I was talking, I was thinking like, you, I'm sure you've recorded episodes where you're like, I'm in my bag today. Like this is a good (laughs) episode. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I felt. And so I was like, okay, how can I make this small opportunity into something much more because I feel like something is there Mm. or I feel like I want to speak on more stages and I would love to talk less about marketing and more about this right here. What can I do to capitalize on that? And yeah. for me, I asked them for the video. It's literally just a Zoom call. I asked them for the video. I sent it to a video editor asked her to make it cool and that that video went viral and then that turned into butterfly season. And like I would have never had the opportunity for a viral video if I didn't make something small into something big, but I had to be the one to do that.
0: Mm yeah yeah it's like you extracting your own greatness like it's like you can't wait for somebody to see you you can't wait for someone to pluck you out of the crowd or find you it's like moving from like the princess archetype to the queen of like no I anoint my fucking Mm -hmm. self like I don't need you to Mm -hmm. give me the crown
1: yeah big queen energy you Mm -hmm. are you are the fairy godmother anointing yourself (laughs) like you're doing that and it's so and people people that's the biggest thing that i'm like so many people's like stuff can pop off even more if they just bragged about themselves and no one Mm. ever wants to do that but sometimes it's required we pay people love that (laughs) we pay pr firms thousands of dollars on retainer per month to brag about us to other people like you can just brag about yourself and watch the opportunities flow in (laughs)
0: Yo, that's like the fucking quote of the episode. (laughs) It's like, why would you pay PR firms when you could just brag about yourself?
1: (laughs) Right. It's so true. I'm not even kidding you. When I post like I now, anytime I have a speaking engagement, no matter how big or how small I hire a video girl to come record me and turn it into a reel. And I post about it because the only content I'll have, if they even have budget for video is people maybe taking photos that are sitting in the audience and posting it on their stories and I want to speak more. And so I am creating my own opportunity. I pay the video person to come record me. I post it. And when I do that, guess what happens? People are in my DMs. Hey, can you come speak at my event? Like, because I created my own opportunity.
0: Mm, I love this. I feel like this is, I, I just... I really appreciate what you're saying right now because I'm also in this season of being like, speaking is my fucking favorite thing to do ever. And I, I've been in this like, Ooh, like, how am I going to like, how is this going to start for me? You know, like, what does that look Mm -hmm. like? Right. And I'm like on YouTube. So it's like, I'm speaking there and that feels really exciting. And I've had some events here and there, but I think like, I love like what you're saying is like, create your own stage, like hire the fucking videographer. If you want to be a speaker, do it. Like, and I think like that could be like the message also that everyone needs to hear is like, go do it, like go create yeah. it, you know, like
1: and it can literally be people are probably thinking like, well, if I want to be a speaker and I, I don't have any events to hire a photographer girl, get your friends together yeah. in a room or in a hotel or whatever, dress up, get a microphone and take photos. Nobody will literally know that you there is no audience on the other side, but you're painting the picture of you speaking in people's minds and they can have you top of mind for that. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that so much. so great. And <laughs> yeah, it's um it's really I love how the conversation just like how we naturally ebbed and flowed and landed in this yeah. space of like feeling so excited and empowered and um of course your career, your career speaking is going to pop off. Like it can't not, you know, like that's, it's like your success is inevitable. Of course it is It's already done. Yeah. The better it gets, the better it gets. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited for you. And I'm, I have really loved this convo and just seeing like detaching self-worth from productivity and accomplishments and now going to this place of like, well, what do I want? Like let me fucking right. affirm and anoint myself. Like that right. feels that feels like the vibe as we head into a it does. season three of 2023.
1: Yes! <laughs> I was just about to say that season three. That is the vibe of season three. I feel <laughs> that
0: like deeply. Oh, I love it so much. Um well let's wrap it here. Where where can people find you on online and come support you?
1: You everything is under my personal Instagram account, A-I-S-H-A. So at A-I-S-H-A, you can find everything there. You could find White there, you could find Butterfly season there. You find me there. Um but that's the easiest place to find me. I love that. Thank you, dude. I really
0: appreciate you, you your story, your vulnerability and um you guys listening, please be sure to screenshot this episode tag both of us on Instagram or send it to a bestie who just needs to hear this message right now that your worth is not tied up in your work and that you are enough right now. And go create, go make it happen. Go hire your people, go recruit the <laughs> troops to, to film you. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's up to you, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love this. Thank you so much. I
0: had so much fun. I'm so glad. Thank you guys so much. We will catch you on the next one. Bye, you guys. We'll